ahead and get started. Uh, we'll open up in prayer. I'll just let you know, uh, Pastor and his family are on vacation, Christmas vacation this morning, and so you keep them in your prayers. Uh, let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, for the privilege of being here this morning. Uh, we ask that your presence be with our with us, uh, meet with us, Lord. We ask, Lord, that you bless the song service and the preaching to come, and we'll give you all the praise and glory for these things. In Jesus' name, amen. Good morning. Hope everybody had a good weekend, amen. Um, apparently, Mrs. Duke is not doing too well today, so keep her in her prayers. And also keep my grandma Donna in your prayers. She just found out she had cancer this week. So they're going Wednesday for another checkup with another doctor to make sure. So go ahead and turn over to 209, hymn number 209.
and gather around shake hands. Say hi. Alrighty, go ahead and turn over to 212. Hymn number 212. Don't tell it on the mountain.
message. Haley has a special for us. It's the first time in about two years I haven't worked at Asino where they're in their peak right now and we're usually working all the Sundays uh, Christmas so I usually don't get to sing Christmas music so I get to sing Christmas on. <clears throat> oh ho night the stars are brightly shining it is the night of our dear Savior's birth long lay the world in sin and error Sweet hymns of joy in grace. 
grateful chorus raise we let all within us praise his holy name christ is the lord oh praise his name forever Open your Bibles to Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2. Always like this time of the year, uh, Christmas, and I didn't come from a church background. We weren't raised in church, but we we would normally, as kids, go to my grandpa's church uh, around this time of the year, and uh, they would always have a Christmas program. They didn't call it Back to Bethlehem, but it's something similar to that, and uh, that always uh, stuck in my mind. Childhood memories, amen, there's some things you just never forget. And uh, so I knew about the manger, and, uh, and even to this day when I think about the manger, I think about the Bible. It brings that to my memory. Here we see in Luke chapter 2, I want to read those first 12 verses, part of the Christmas story. Luke chapter 2, verse 1. It says, and it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenus was governor of Syria, and all went to be taxed, everyone into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem because he was of the house and the lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. Verse 6 says, And it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the end. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, 
For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. And unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for your love and your mercy and grace, for watching over in us and caring for us. Thank you, Lord, for uh, what took place some 2,000 years ago in Bethlehem in a manger. Thank you, Lord, for Calvary's cross. Father, we ask your presence be with us this morning. We ask your blessings upon the message, to use the message to minister to the hearts of people here. We'll give you all the praise and glory for these things in Jesus' name. Amen. We're looking at the uh, Christmas story here, or part of it. And I want to take that last word we looked at in verse 12, that word manger, and uh, look at it in acrostic form this morning. When I think about the manger, uh, I think about the Christmas story. Uh, and that goes all the way back to my childhood, going to my grandpa's church and uh, seeing the Christmas programs with the wise men and the, and the kings and, and the camels and the, uh, the lamb, the sheep, all in that manger scene and everything. And uh, it always brings back uh, good memories. And that planted a seed in my life. And uh, I never doubted that there was a God, amen. Uh, I was brought up to believe that was, uh, it wasn't a fairy tale, amen. It was the truth. And I still believe that as the truth. And I want to take that word manger. There's six letters in the word manger. So there's going to be six points to the message this morning. And we're start, we'll start off with that M in manger. Let's go to Luke chapter 1 and look at verse 26. Luke chapter 1, verse 26 says, And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin, espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou that art highly favored, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. Amen. She's found favor with God. Mary, Mary's always been a popular, popular girl's name. When, you, when you're looking for baby names for a girl, Mary's always at the top of the list. And uh, there's some names that are just popular, amen. They, they stood the test of time. Uh, and there's some names that aren't popular, amen. You, you don't find too many uh, baby girls named Jezebel, Amen. Or Delilah. Uh, those are names you stay away uh, from. But uh, Mary, or like her sister Elizabeth, uh, who had a son by the name of John the Baptist, amen. Uh, th those are popular names, even to this day. Uh, but Mary, 
It's always been a popular girl's name. In Luke chapter 1, the angel Gabriel is sent by God to deliver a message that, first of all, Mary is highly favored of God. She's highly favored of God. Mary's blessed among women, it says here in Luke chapter 1. And God is watching over her. And, uh, and yet, Mary knew this. Look at Luke chapter 1, verse 46. Mary said, My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. You know, oftentimes Mary doesn't get too much credit in the Baptist church, amen. We don't want to talk too much about Mary, but uh, she was a special woman, highly favored of God, blessed among women, and uh, uh, but because I guess what the Catholic Church, how that the Catholic Church has uh, deified her. Uh, but here we see in Luke chapter 1, verse 46 and 47, that Mary knew that she needed a Savior. Amen. Uh, she knew she needed a Savior. But when I think about the manger, I, I think about Mary and how special she was. What a special woman. And uh, I'm looking forward to meeting her someday in heaven. And uh, because there's, there, you know, there's just things that a mother knows that nobody else knows, amen. And uh, there's some things I believe Mary were privy to that we don't know, that's not mentioned in the Word of God. And uh, what a blessing it's going to be to one day just to uh, finally get to meet her and sit down and uh, just listen to some of the stories that Mary has. What a special lady. Uh, when I think about that A in manger, let's go to Luke chapter 2, look at verse 13. Luke chapter 2, verse 13. It says, And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on the earth peace, goodwill towards men. And they came to pass as the angels were gone away with them into heaven. When I think about the manger scene, I, I think about the angels that were present. Um, there were plenty of angels present that day, amen. It was a special occasion. And, uh, you know, angels are mentioned throughout the Bible. There's 66 books in the Bible. Of the 66 books of the Bible, 34 books mention angels. 34 books. Of the Bible mentioned the angels. The angels are mentioned some 273 times throughout the Bible, 108 times in the Old Testament, 165 times in the New Testament. And here they play a key role in the Christmas story. In the Back to Bethlehem program that we put on, um, angels were a key part of the program, amen, and uh, they were a key part, as mentioned here in Luke chapter 2. Angels are curious. Uh, they, they, they wanted, the Bible talks about how uh, that they desire to look upon the things of God and what was going on here, and, this, and they realized this was an important moment in history, and they were present for it. What about that in in manger. Let's go to Matthew chapter 2. Matthew chapter 2. Normally when you want to know about the Christmas story, you go to Luke chapter 2 or Matthew chapter 2. They, uh, 
both have a lot to say about it. Here in Matthew chapter 2, look at verse 23. Matthew chapter 2, verse 23 says, And he came and dwelt in a city called Nazareth, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophets. He shall be called a Nazarene. You know, Jesus Christ fulfilled 48 Old Testament prophecies, uh, made anywhere from 400 to 1,500 years before he was born. 48 Bible prophecies were fulfilled in Matthew chapter 2 and Luke chapter 2, the birth of Jesus Christ. A mathematician by the name of Peter Stoner calculated the odds of all these Bible prophecies being fulfilled. And he came up with this statistic that he came up with a statistic that for, for this to be fulfilled, that uh, all 48 Bible prophecies would be a number by the means of one out of 10 to the 157th power. Amen. (laughs) One out of 10 to the 157th power. That's a 10 with 157 zeros after it. There's... There's no way to write that, to pronounce. That number doesn't exist, amen? That's an unbelievable number. For for all the Bible prophecies about Jesus Christ's birth being fulfilled, for them to come into being, 48 of them, would be a number of 10 with 157 zeros after it. That's an impossible number, but yet God's an impossible God, amen? All things are possible with God. It just shows how that God's in control. What about that G in manger? Let's go to Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2. Look at verse 10. It says, And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. Amen. Good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. Not just Israelites, <laughs> to all people. Red, yellow, black, or white. We're all precious in his sight. Amen. Uh, And it wasn't just joy. The Bible says great joy. The angel said great joy, which shall be to all people. I like that. The book of Luke opens up here in Luke chapter 2 with great joy. And it also closes with great joy. Look at Luke chapter 24, the last chapter of Luke. Look how it closes. Luke chapter 24 Verse 52, this is after our Lord's been crucified and arose from the grave and he ascended up into heaven. And in verse 52, it says, and they worshiped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy and were continually 
in the temple, praising and blessing God. Amen. <laughs> Amen. These two events caused great joy. The birth of Christ and the resurrection and ascension of Jesus Christ caused great joy to all people. And they still do. These are two events in human history that will continue to cause joy throughout history. 10,000 years from now, we'll look back on these two events in Luke chapter 2 and Luke chapter 24, and they will cause great joy. Amen? Great joy. The birth of Jesus Christ caused great joy. I think about that G in manger. I think about great joy. What about that E in manger? Let's go to Matthew chapter 1. Matthew chapter 1. Look at verse 23. Matthew chapter 1 verse 23 says, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Think about that E in manger. I think about the name for Jesus Christ. He has many names. He's the good shepherd, the great shepherd, wonderful counselor, uh, the king of kings and lord of lords. Here he's called Emmanuel, meaning God with us. Amen. God manifested in the flesh. He wasn't just born. He was He's always existed, amen. John chapter 1, verse 1 tells us that. We know that to be true. But God manifested in the flesh, God in human form. Emmanuel, God with us. Christmas is a celebration of the birth of our Savior. The baby in the manger is God in the flesh. And at his birth, they brought him gifts. Uh, there were gifts offered unto him, gold, frankincense, and myrrh by wise men who came to worship him. While at his death, he was offered thorns, vinegar, and spit by wicked men who ridiculed him. It says there in the book of Luke that he was born, basically he was born to die. Amen. Luke chapter 2 to Luke chapter 24, he was born to die. It says they wrapped him in swaddling clothes. Swallow, swallow, swaddling clothes, if I can pronounce that right. Uh, they wrapped him up like a mummy, amen, in like grave clothes. Uh, it's a picture of him being born to die. And that takes us to our last point. Let's look at the R in manger. Let's go to Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 1, look at verse 68. Luke chapter 1, verse 68 says, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people. Amen. Redeemed his people. That word redeemed means to purchase. When Christ died for our sins, he paid the price that satisfied the demands of God's holiness. 
price of redemption was the blood of Jesus Christ. It says there in uh, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 18 and 19. It says, For as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things, as silver and gold, amen. You can't get saved by being rich or having money. You can't buy your salvation. I can't get saved with silver or gold, corruptible things. Such as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by traditions from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb, amen, just like there in the manger, without blemish and without spot, amen. Redeemed by the blood of the lamb, and it all started back there in Luke chapter 2 in a manger. Have you been redeemed? That's the most important thing. And that's what the Christmas story is all about. He was born to die, to die for our sins, to pay a price that you and I couldn't pay. If we had all the silver and all the gold, we wouldn't be able to redeem ourselves. We wouldn't be able to pay for our salvation. Uh, You can't buy a ticket to heaven. It takes the blood of Jesus Christ to wash your sins away. Have you been redeemed? Have you been redeemed? Let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, for the Christmas story. We thank you, Lord, for Jesus Christ coming in a manger, living and dying, paying the sin price that we couldn't pay. Thank you, Lord, for Calvary's cross. God, we thank you, Lord, that you loved us that much, that you cared that much for us. Died for us when we were yet your enemies, when we didn't care anything about you, but yet you cared enough about us to not give up, to be patient, long-suffering, Heads bowed and eyes closed. Would you stand to your feet? Nobody looking around but me. I just want to ask one question. Have you been redeemed? Have you been redeemed? If you know you're saved, bought by the blood of Jesus Christ, would you raise your hand as a testimony? I know I'm saved. I know I'm going to heaven. Amen. Put your hands down. We know the Lord wasn't born in December. We know that. But this is a a month that we set aside to recognize what he did for us. Coming to this old sin. He left the glories of heaven to come to this old sin forsaken world. Amen. Because of us. To redeem us. And uh, we're going to be around family members for the most part. uh, For Christmas. You're probably going to be around loved ones that don't know the Lord, that don't know what Christmas is really about. And uh, you got an opportunity to witness to them, amen. Take advantage of that. When you hand them a Christmas gift and a Christmas card, put a gospel track in there. Slip them. You don't have to 
ram it down their throats, but maybe when they take that home and they get alone and they'll just open up that gospel track and read about what Jesus Christ did for them. Amen. Ask God to use you. seated. We'll have the uh, men come forward, take up the offering. Brother Dave, would you ask the blessings, please? some announcements here I'll read to you. We have a, a birthday this month. Well, actually, today, I guess, Sandra Penley's. Happy birthday to you. And uh, December 25th, there'll be no Wednesday p.m. service. Uh, December 28th, which is a Saturday at 7 p.m., uh, we're having a gospel sing here. All right, uh, the A.G. family, uh, they've been here before, and uh, so everybody welcome to come Saturday, December 28th at 7 p.m. All right, any more announcements? Okay, uh, we'll, we'll have it, we'll dismiss in prayer, we'll have a five-minute intermission and we'll have a short service i promise you i won't keep you too long uh, for the second services brother jimmy would you dismiss us in prayer please
Thank you for, once again, for allowing us to gather here. God bless us in the coming service. And we pray and ask in your precious name in the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.